helping you plan for a successful retirement and what's right for you and your family. This is The Aging Hour with Bill Davis and elder law attorney Phil George of Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. The opinions expressed by the hosts and guests are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Well, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us for the Aging Hour. I'm Joe Tien, in for Bill Davis, so I hope you'll have be patient with me. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> of absolutely. Course, of course, the star of the show is Phil George, an elder law attorney, and uh, you can find him uh, anytime at Safe Harbor Legal. SafeHarborLegal.com is his website. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, you answer questions each each week here on the program. Absolutely. Anything that anybody has a question about with aging, uh, you can you can send us an email. Uh, you can call in. Um, you can send us an email to radio at SafeHarborLegal.com. And, and anything that you have, believe me, the questions that you're going to have are far more interesting than what I'm going to come up with off of the Internet. So please feel free to send those in. Well, anybody um, that's got an aging relative or is aging themselves <laughs> Has Absolutely. nothing but questions. Absolutely, as they should. As they should. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, what 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 topics are we going to discuss today? Oh, we've got some real good ones today. So I've got three really good email questions that came in. The first one, we're going to talk about whether or not this person should be paying their sister's medical bills. Uh, the second question that came in, we're going to talk about who's going to inherit mom's home. Uh, the third question that we have, this is going to be our third segment, we're going to talk about what to do if mom can't sign a power of attorney. And then finally, and if you're a, a listener of this show, you know this is my favorite segment, uh, we've got the wrap-up, where we'll talk about everything we've already talked about, uh, and then I don't have to think about new things to uh, to write down. So, okay. yeah, okay. absolutely. Good. Well, let's, let's start. <laughs> Should someone pay their sisters or their or their siblings' medical bills? Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely, they should. So this is... Uh, This is our first email question that came in, Uh, and so I'm going to read it here. It says, uh, I really need your help. My sister has been living with me for the past year. She recently had a stroke, and now the doctors are saying she's going to have to go to a rehab facility. I've been getting calls from the medical folks about her bills, and some of them are telling me that I need to pay. She doesn't have any legal documents, so I can't access her bank accounts. What do I do? So that's the Uh first one. Okay. So... We're going to start with this one. There are a couple of big issues in this question that we're going to have to discuss. The first question is really whether or not the, the this person is going to be held responsible for their sister's bills. Right, right. right. Now, I, I know that um, that the the creditors and those types of folks, they, they call and they, they try to threaten you and they do all that different kind of stuff. Um, but what's the truth? Is the sister or are they really going to have to pay the, the sister's bills? The second big issue that we're going to have is how do you access the funds in the sister's account? Okay, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a biggie because mm-hmm. um, you probably don't have power of attorney or a way to go and do that. The bank won't recognize you as as being uh, someone who has access to the account. Exactly right, exactly right. So we're going to start with the first issue here. Uh, is this person responsible for their sister's bills? And, you know, if you've been a listener to this show for, for a while, you're going to know that probably my favorite answer to all of these questions is, it depends. Uh, and <laughs> oh, so, exactly. Wouldn't it be nice if an attorney gave you a straight answer yes, every now yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. right? Um, but, you know, in this case, we're talking about siblings. And so the vast majority of the time, you're actually not responsible for any kind of bill that your sibling has. 
There are, however, some very notable exceptions. So if, let's say, if uh, you co-signed a loan with your, with your sibling, uh, either on a home or for uh, student loans or anything like that, if you co-signed a loan with your siblings, then you can be held responsible for that. That ties you to them legally, huh? Exactly right. Wow. Exactly huh. right. There are also some other sneakier, more nefarious ways that you can be held responsible for somebody's bills. So let's say, for example, if um, if you're talking to the creditor, if you're answering the phone and you're talking to the creditor and you agree to take over the bills or you sign something in writing that that, yes, you will you will pay these bills. And a lot of times what will happen is they will try to get you to sign a uh, uh, like a payment plan. They'll say, oh, yeah, well, you know, uh, your sister owes this much money. If you just, you know, we're going to send you a payment plan um, where you guys won't have to pay as much per month. And if you sign that, then you're going to become legally responsible for a portion of those bills. So you have to be really, really be careful how you're approaching these things. But the vast majority of the time, you're not going to be responsible for, for the siblings' bills. Again, you just kind of have to be careful what you say. And this is just good advice in general. Be very, very careful who you're going to co-sign a loan with. Mm-hmm. That's just yeah. something you you wow. really don't want. So I mean, to this do. could be something like years in the mm-hmm. you know in the past. Yeah, that um, I uh, absolutely buy buy a house or exactly. buy a car that kind of thing. exactly wow. right. And then that can come to bite you years, like you're saying, wow. years and years down the road. That can be something that you're held responsible for. And a lot of times this is what will happen. You know, the sister will have been a, you know, uh, a responsible person. She will have been paying her bills. And then all of a sudden there's a medical emergency. And the way that a lot of these, not a lot of them, but the way that a portion of these medical emergencies turn out is, you know, sometimes people lose their capacity. Sometimes Mm -hmm. people um, just aren't able to come back to their working life and, and continue to pay those bills. So now, uh, even though when you signed the initial loan, uh, that person was taking care of their bills. Now they're no longer able, and now you're on the hook for them. Wow. So okay. be careful with that. So that's the first part of this, right? That's the first part, whether or not you're going to be responsible for her bills. Probably not. Um, my best advice is to this person is that if the creditors are calling and and they're just burning up your phone, um, just tell them not to call or either that or don't answer. Uh-huh. Uh, you don't owe them anything. You don't owe them a, a, an answer. You don't owe them any money. So just just leave them, leave them be. What I'm thinking is, you know, sometimes you might be a person might feel like, oh, I want to do my sister a favor Absolutely. and get this out of the way for them. They're in a yeah. bad way. And yeah. so I'll just pay this one bill. But then yeah. that ties you to the whole thing. Not necessarily that one bill paying ties you to the whole thing. But if you if you make a pattern of it, then they can potentially do it. Or if you sign something saying that, OK, we're going to uh, now make payments. So if they do like a credit consolidation type thing with mm-hmm. you. Uh, and they say, okay, well, now you can make payments over this period and you sign off on that, then, yeah, they can potentially put you in a position now where you're responsible for the bills. Okay. So the best thing is just to, well, don't sign anything. <laughs> and, and, and just, just you know, let the creditors, let the creditors be. Um, okay. You don't have to talk to them. You don't have to give them answers. You don't have to promise them anything. 
and they'll they'll insist that you do. But oh yeah, yeah absolutely, <laughs> they will. They will insist that you, that you do. They get nasty. Everybody knows they have a reputation for getting nasty. So, yeah, yeah. So okay. the the second question we have here, right now that now that we know that um, that more than likely uh, this person isn't responsible for the sister's bills, is you know how do you access that money? How do you go in and access the sister's funds so that you can help her pay her bills? And this gets really, really tricky. And this, to me, is a much larger issue because the first issue is just, okay, don't, just don't talk to the creditors. But now you're in a position where um, there are no legal documents. So I'm going to assume that the sister didn't have a power of attorney. I'm going to assume that the sister didn't have a will. And so what can you do? Because without that power of attorney, you're really stuck. So let's talk a little bit about this. A power of attorney is is you giving someone else the ability to go in and make financial decisions for you or somebody else the ability to go in and make uh, healthcare decisions for you when you're no longer able to make those decisions yourself or you're not present to make mm-hmm. those decisions for yourself. And so if you don't have that, then you're really kind of stuck. Um, you know, legally, you can only sign a power of attorney if you have the mental capacity to do so. So uh, a lot of people think, well, if the sister doesn't have a power of attorney, we'll just have her sign a power of attorney. You can't really do that. If somebody doesn't have the legal mental capacity to understand what they're doing and what they're signing, then they can't just go in and actually sign the power of attorney off. Um, at that point, then you're really kind of stuck. So if if she's not able to understand what's going on and the email question came in and said she had a stroke, so I'm going to assume that she doesn't really have the mental capacity to sign a a legal document, then at that point, then really what you're left with is you have to go and get a conservatorship over your sister. And so conservatorship in Washington uh, before, I believe it was was January this year, it was, it was either January 1 of this year or January 1 of last year, uh, we used to have guardianships in Washington where if somebody didn't have a financial power of attorney, you'd go and get a guardianship over them. Now we call it a conservatorship, uh, the term made famous, of course, by Britney Spears and her dad. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly okay. right. And so if, if your sister doesn't have a power of attorney and she doesn't have the ability to make those legal decisions herself, then what you have to do is you have to actually – Petition a court to to go in and and get that power or get that conservatorship, and, and that's folks, that's an awful process. That's that's Can't imagine. Oh, that's standing across a courtroom from your from your sibling in this case. Um, you're asking the court to to declare them incapacitated. Um, your sister gets her own representation that whose job is to is to, you know, kind of counter that and say, you know, no, sisters should be just okay. Um, and so it's this adversarial process that a lot of times can leave deep scars. It can be months in court. It can be very expensive. And so, you know, why put yourself in this situation? You know, I, I, I got to tell you, the family here uh, and the sister especially, um, they really could have done themselves a favor and the whole family a favor here if they just would have gotten their legal documents done in the first place, Right take care of these things before you actually end up in crisis and and you know you're going to make the family just you make their lives so much easier you don't become a burden on them so is that uh, would that include mm-hmm. going through with you know uh, creating a power of attorney for Absolutely. yourself with a power uh, I guess of with a, a trusted sibling Absolutely. or partner or, 
a sibling or a partner or a friend or a pastor at your church or, or the person down the street, right? As long as they're a good friend of yours. And so these are these kinds of questions come up all the time, folks. They really, really do, because unfortunately, a lot of times what happens is people, you know, they put this stuff off or they get their they get their legal information from, you know, either Google, which just gives me the hives. If anybody listens to this radio <laughs> show knows um, or they just get it from, you know, somebody at church or a friend down the street or something like that. And a lot of times what you're getting is bad information. And so if you're looking to get some good information, I wanted to let everybody know we're actually going to have an upcoming seminar. We're going to be in Linden. We're going to be back in Linden. We haven't been in Linden uh, in more than a year now. But we're going to have a seminar in Linden where we're going to talk about all these things, how to set up a comprehensive estate plan to set your family up for success. We'll be there Saturday, April 1st. At uh, We'll be at the Inn at Linden. It'll be at 11 a.m. Uh, I'd recommend you register early because we already have folks signing up there. Uh, so you can register for this free event. Uh, you can call us at 360-746-7169. You can also go to my website at safeharborlegal.com, and that's probably a better way to register. And then, of course, you can attend either in person or via Zoom. And really, it's about an hour, hour and a half where I go into detail about all the different things that we talk about on the radio every week and just how to really set your family up for success with your estate plan. So yeah. um, I'd recommend right. signing up for that. Absolutely. Well, yeah. And and get these get all your ducks in a row. And then when these terrible things happen or difficult yes. things happen in life, that's one worry you don't have. Exactly. You can focus on, on dealing with the emotions and, and everything else. Absolutely. So. Don't make things harder than they have to be, folks. This yeah. is... You know, this isn't, uh, as, as, as Bill says, you know, this isn't uh, a rocket calculus. This is, <laughs> yeah, this, this is stuff that we, we should be able to take care of. Yeah. So uh, join me at the seminar All right. on April 1st. And we'll have more on that coming up here mm-hmm. on uh, the Aging Hour. Mm-hmm. Joe Tian in for Bill Davis today, along with Phil George, uh, elder law attorney at Safe Harbor, Safe Harbor Legal and uh, safeharborlegal.com. And we'll be back in just a moment. Any and all information provided by this radio program is for general information and entertainment purposes and is not intended to give legal advice. Listening or interacting with this radio program does not create an attorney-client relationship, and any information sent to this radio program may not be constituted as attorney-client privilege. It is important that you seek counsel and discuss your case with a competent attorney. Review your local state bar for information on each attorney you hire. Your thoughts, your ideas, your community. Join us each weekday at 4 p.m. for KGMI Connects. Are you a woman worried about your aging parents? More than 75% of family caregivers in the U.S. are women. And unfortunately, most of these women end up having to leave their careers to take care of their aging parents. But this doesn't have to be you. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions can help. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will guide your parents through creating an estate and retirement plan that will take you from caregiver to care manager. That means you won't be the one helping your parents bathe or get dressed. Instead, you'll manage the care who come to help your parents with their daily life so you can ensure your parents' well-being without having to sacrifice your career. Don't let a lack of planning steal your hard-earned future. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you'll be by your parents' side without putting your life to the side. Don't wait until it's too late. Learn how a plan from Safe Harbor Legal Solutions can help your parents and help you. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. Isn't it finally time to get your affairs in order? 
You've been putting it off and putting it off, but did you know more than 70% of retirement plans fail when families need them most? Don't let your family be one of the 70%. Let Safe Harbor Legal Solutions help. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will show you how to give yourself the best possible chance at a dignified retirement and the best possible chance for peace of mind for your whole family. That means no running out of money from uncovered long-term care costs or extravagant death taxes, no being forced out of your home against your wishes, and never becoming a burden on your loved ones. Don't let a lack of planning spoil your retirement or your family's future. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you won't have to worry about being one of the 70% that fail. Let the folks at Safe Harbor Legal Solutions show you how to set your family up for success. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. How confident are you in your estate plan? Confident enough to know you won't run out of money from uncovered long-term care costs? Confident enough to know you won't be forced out of your home against your wishes? Confident enough to know you'll never become a burden on your loved ones? If you aren't 100% confident in your estate plan, it's not the plan for you. Don't risk it and don't wait until it's too late. Let Safe Harbor Legal Solutions help. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will make sure you can lead a dignified retirement and offer your family peace of mind. So you'll never have to worry about exorbitant expenses, being forced from your home, or becoming a burden. And if you don't have an estate plan yet, the attorneys at Safe Harbor Legal Solutions are there to guide you. Put your plan in place today so you can prepare yourself and your family for the future, no matter what it holds. Safe Harbor Legal will show you exactly how to set your family up for success. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. Welcome back to the Aging Hour here on KGMI. I'm Joe Tien in for Bill Davis this afternoon, and uh, great to have you with us on this Saturday. And our expert, of course, Phil George, uh, elder law attorney here in Bellingham. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions is is his agency, and uh, you can always mm-hmm. find him at safeharborlegal.com. And uh, send your, e- your email your questions in. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. what the show is all about, because we all have questions about these issues. Radi- yes. Yeah, so radio at safeharborlegal.com. And, and Phil, we've got another question from uh, someone who has a question about their a sibling. Yes, absolutely. And so this is so. Before I start, I just have to do one thing real quick, so I don't get in trouble with the with the bar association. And I had okay. to do this with Bill a couple of times. All right. There's one thing I can call myself all sorts of things, but uh-huh. the bar association says I can't call myself an expert in anything. Really? Which is weird. Yes. Well, so you spend your uh, career uh, doing exactly, this, but yeah, no, exactly. Like, I can <laughs> I can say I'm really good at it. I can say you know stupendous. I can say all these things, but I can't say expert. So, so yes, I am an elder law attorney. I specialize in this stuff. Um, so anyway, grain of salt, folks. Okay, good. So uh, the the email question. This is a good one. We've we got some really good email questions this last week, folks. So keep sending these in. But so this came in. It says I own a home with two of my brothers. My eldest brother recently became very ill. He's on hospice and can't communicate. None of us have have any legal documents. My eldest brother isn't married anymore. He did adopt his ex-wife's two kids, but he hasn't seen them in over 20 years. Does the house just go to my other brother and myself when my eldest brother passes? Wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, this is, man, I tell you, again, (laughs) this is one of those situations, right? People get into, they think to themselves, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go buy a piece of property with my brother. Everything will be just fine. We've got a, 
we got a word of mouth, uh, you know, just kind of, of agreement on how this thing's going to go. And so everything. Of course, we're both going to live forever. Oh, forever and ever, <laughs> right? Nothing's ever going to happen to us, right? Um, so, but you, you just don't know how often these things go bad. Hmm. And in this case, um, you know, I got to tell you, I really don't think that the home's going to go to the two other brothers. And so I'll tell you why. So we got the, the eldest brother. The eldest brother, it looks like he's in a hospice. Uh, looks like he's, he's not doing too well, unfortunately. Uh, he owns a third of this home, um, and he, he has an ex-wife, and he has two of her kids that he adopted, looks like a couple of decades ago. So big things here. In Washington, if you own real estate, uh, then it's a, you're going to have to go through probate, right? So if you own real estate, when you pass away, uh, you're going to have to go through probate. Uh, un- unless you have things set up correctly. And we talk about how to set things up correctly. But and really quick, probate mm-hmm. is, that's the process of clearing that property mm-hmm. of any kind of legal entanglements. Exactly. Is that right? Exactly. Okay. So think of prop, uh, probate as the kind of the, um, it, it's the state's way of making sure you pay your final tab, so to speak. Yeah, okay. Um, where you, you pass away and if you have real estate or more than $100,000 and other assets, what they'll do is they'll go through. They'll go through. They'll make sure that all your final creditors are paid off, and and you're exactly the end result is that it clears title to the house. It takes the deceased person's name off the house, so that now title companies will actually actively um, enjoin in transferring the deed to somebody else. Okay. So the only way you can do that, uh, if somebody passes with their home on the on the title, is to is to go through that probate process. Alrighty. So this brother, he's says he doesn't have any legal documents. I'm going to assume that he doesn't have a will. So uh, what that means is that, it, yeah, they're probably going to have to go through probate. Uh, and the problem here is without a will, then you don't get to say where your assets go. The government does. Um, and the government use what's called the rules of intestate succession to determine actually where your assets are going to go when you pass if you don't have that will. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. So uh, the rules of intestate succession are, are basically that if you know if, if you pass away, it says my assets go go here. And in this case, unfortunately, because there's no other spouse, you know, he's divorced. He adopted these this person's kids all that long time ago and hasn't talked to them since. Legally, they're considered his kids. Uh-huh. So legally, um, more than likely, those assets that that share that home is going to have to go to the kids. So you know, even though he hasn't seen them in all this in all this long time, right? So which is is really kind of upsetting. Can you imagine? Yeah, and you have to track them down if you haven't seen them in two decades or the family has lost track of them. Exactly right. You uh, have to find out where they're at and what they're doing. You have to find out if they're deceased, if they have any kids of their own, Um, because once you adopt somebody, what you're doing is you're you're officially making them an heir. It's like a blood transfusion. Now they're your blood, yeah. right? Even you divorce the the even the, though you the, divorce the mom. mom. Uh huh. Wow. Exactly. Now right. if that person, if that child has mm-hmm. one of them, say they've had a will, they mm-hmm. they you know said who their assets will belong to, then mm-hmm. that brings another person into the mix. It exactly sounds right. like holy moly. Exactly right. <laughs> and so now it's not just the three brothers that own this property. It's it's two brothers and the adopted kids and the potential 
kids of the adopted kids that own all of this property. And so, yeah, it's it's just insane how far this goes. You know, folks really they don't they don't understand just how far reaching this can be if if they don't have their affairs in order. And you'd be really surprised just how often these types of things happen. Uh, attorneys make a lot of money by going through these types of probates. You know, most of the time a, a probate will cost, uh, I think the average in Bellingham now just to, just to start a probate is about $5,500 for an attorney. Uh, average length of time is about a year and a half. That's if you have a will. Now if you throw in the amount of time it's going to take to find these adopted kids and to kind of track down all of them, I mean, this thing could take... This thing could take years, yeah, and, and it could take ten thousand dollars, and it could have been avoided if that All older brother simply had a will, exactly and right, designated who he wanted his property to go to, exactly right. And so now, you know, this is, you know, a lot of people they also ask, well, what happens if the two brothers just don't, the two surviving brothers just don't do anything, right? What if they just don't go through probate and they just decide to leave everything alone? Um, well, there's, there's no such thing as probate police out there. So it's not like um, once the eldest brother passes, somebody's going to come knocking on their door saying, uh, you know, why didn't you probate this property or anything like that. But if the, if the two brothers decide that they want to sell or refinance or anything like that, like we were talking about, then all of a sudden they're in a position where, wow, you know, they can't. They can't do anything with the property. Wow. The property is just, just kind of stuck with them. Um, and so you can kick the can down the road. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, they're in a position where if, if they don't do it, um, then this burden is going to pass to their kids. Because sooner or later, somebody's going to want to sell the property. I imagine it's some kind of investment property or something like that. Sooner or later, somebody's going to want to refinance the property. And if you don't have title, then... Yeah, man, I'm sorry. This is just this is just how it is. You got to go through that probate process. And again, you know, it's just all of it could be avoided with a will. The the brother could have just had a will and everything would have been okay. Well, we'll be back with more. We've got more questions, uh, and uh, just the deeper you get into all this, the more you realize that Man, I uh, tell you what, right? <laughs> are all different scenarios. Absolutely. And, and I can just imagine what 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 your week is like. The, diff- <laughs> the different it's stories. It's interesting. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, once again, Phil George, uh, elder law attorney, and uh, we're thrilled to have him here with us on uh, out here on the Aging Hour, of course. And you can find him at Safe Harbor Legal Solutions here in Bellingham, safeharborlegal.com, and and email your questions. Radio. Yes at safeharborlegal.com and get your dilemma answered here on The Aging Hour. We'll be back in just a moment. Joe T. and in for Bill Davis this afternoon. Did you know that if you have a will, your spouse will probably have to take your estate through probate after you die? That's right. A will is designed to take your estate through probate. That means your spouse will be responsible for paying your final tab after you pass. Probates are usually a minimum of $5,000 and take at least six months to complete. But we've all heard those horror stories about probates that cost way more and take way longer than that. If you want to learn how to avoid one of these fiascos when you or your spouse passes, then reach out to Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will guide you through a plan that reduces the risk of financial burden on the loved one you leave behind. Don't set your spouse up for failure. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you can keep your spouse from having to go through probate after you pass. Let Safe Harbor Legal Solutions show you how to set your family up for future success. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. 
That's safeharborlegal.com. What's the single biggest financial threat to a successful retirement? Uncovered long-term care costs. The average cost of care in a nursing home in Washington State is $10,000 per month. Even a good-sized estate can quickly run out of money with those kinds of costs. You need care, but you don't want to leave a bill behind for your family. So what if there was another way? What if you could transfer onto governmental benefits so your spouse wouldn't have to spend down all their money? What if you could give your family all the tools they need to get you out of a rehab facility and recovering in your own home? What if you knew you would never become a burden on your loved ones? All of this is possible with a plan from Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. Don't let a lack of planning steal your retirement or your loved one's future. Learn how a plan from Safe Harbor Legal Solutions can give you a dignified retirement and give your family peace of mind. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. Are you a woman worried about your aging parents? More than 75% of family caregivers in the U.S. are women. And unfortunately, most of these women end up having to leave their careers to take care of their aging parents. But this doesn't have to be you. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions can help. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will guide your parents through creating an estate and retirement plan that will take you from caregiver to care manager. That means you won't be the one helping your parents bathe or get dressed. Instead, you'll manage the care who come to help your parents with their daily life so you can ensure your parents' well-being without having to sacrifice your career. Don't let a lack of planning steal your hard-earned future. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you'll be by your parents' side without putting your life to the side. Don't wait until it's too late. Learn how a plan from Safe Harbor Legal Solutions can help your parents and help you. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. A properly operating furnace will guarantee that you stay comfortable as the seasons change. Contact West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electric for a system inspection today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Back on the Aging Hour here on KGMI. Thanks for joining us on this Saturday afternoon. Joe T and in for Bill Davis and our, I guess I can't say expert, but our, uh, our, right. our really, <laughs> really good guy. Really good guy, really experienced <laughs> elder law attorney uh, Phil George is with us. Uh, his, uh, his agency is Safe Harbor Legal Solutions here in Bellingham. And if you ever miss an episode, you yes. can find uh, our podcasts on the website. Yep. Uh, you, you can go to KGMI website, uh, just, or you can just Google KGMI or the Aging Hour KGMI, and you'll find us. You can also go to Spreaker.com or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere where you would find just your normal normal podcast, you will find us. And so this is a, a great way if you've heard kind of something in passing or if you had to get out of your car and you missed a segment and you missed the answer to a question or if you just want to share one of these pearls of wisdom that we, we bring you every Saturday, <laughs> uh, this is a great way to go back and look at those things. So, uh, again, the best way to probably find us right now is uh, to Google. Google uh, the Aging Hour KGMI, and all those episodes will just pop right up. Yeah, and uh, we, as we said earlier, if you're you have an aging relative, or mm-hmm. you yourself are getting up there, any of this, mm-hmm. and even just if you're you're vibrant and healthy, yes, just to prepare for these these the the years you or the things you'll encounter. Oh, absolutely. You know this this doesn't 
you don't have to end up in the position that uh, that the, the folks are in that send these emails. You know, this is, and I'm not meaning to make to make light of their situation. And I know that a lot of times if people would have had you know good information in the beginning that they wouldn't end up in these crisis positions. But but man, I got to tell you, an ounce of an ounce of prevention is is truly worth a, a pound of cure in these in these situations. And that's kind of an issue that. You want to put off. You don't want yeah, to think about, but exactly. it's it's life, and exactly you need and to prepare. If you don't prepare, it'll bite you. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so what what do we have this time oh, around? So this is this is a really good client question. So bear with me here. So uh, my mom just turned eighty three. She has dementia and isn't able to recognize me or my brother. The doctors say she doesn't have much longer. She only has about one hundred twenty thousand in the bank. But my brother and I have been cut off from accessing her funds because she doesn't have a power of attorney or a will. Over the last couple of months, we've probably paid about 20000 each towards her care. On top of all that, our sister just started coming around when she heard our mom was nearing the end. How do my brothers and I reimburse ourselves? Can we just pay ourselves from her estate? Our sister says she doesn't think we deserve to be reimbursed. What do we do? Oh, boy. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I, yeah. well, I guess, we're, yeah, what's the starting point <laughs> here? Is, so this is, uh, you know, and I, I, I truly could, and, and Joe and I were talking here, you know, we could truly could probably turn this into a whole episode or maybe a mini series here. So yeah. the, the, we've got a couple of different things going on. We've got mom, she's got dementia, and she doesn't have legal documents. Mm-hmm. So that should set off alarm bells. Now, mom has $120,000 in the bank. Brothers have paid off about 40000 total for mom's care, and now we've got this estranged sister coming in saying, you know what, the brothers, they shouldn't be able to reimburse themselves because it sounds like the sister wants to get a bigger chunk of any kind of inheritance that comes down. Mm-hmm. So this really, really turns into a mess. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, here we are now. This is just something that they're going to have to work through. So Okay, so if we're starting out with mom not having any legal documents yep. and uh, dementia, Yep. It sounds like this is sort of what we talked about in the first segment. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. Um, And so if you're listening to the first segment, a lot of this is going to sound familiar in the beginning here. So if the brothers, you know, they're going to try to access mom's accounts. If she doesn't have, uh, again, if she doesn't have the the power of attorney, then, oh, man, they're going to have to go and get that conservatorship over mom in order to to access those accounts. And if there's $120,000 in the accounts, um, you know, and it costs five to ten thousand dollars to to go and get the conservatorship. Man, it's it it, it really gets kind of kind of rough. And, yeah. You know, like we talked about earlier, the conservatorship can also lead to more problems in the family with fighting and everything else. And now, if the sister wants to come along and say that you know the brother shouldn't be reimbursed and that type of stuff, so they can. The, yeah, the brothers are really in a bad spot here. But if they want to be able to access those funds, they're going to have to go and get a conservatorship. So would the brothers be able to reimburse themselves with the inheritance? It's possible, but in this situation, it's probably not likely, right? So again, um, like one of the last segments we did in Washington, you have to go through probate if you owe more than or if you have more than $120,000 Um in, in assets. And so unfortunately, so if each of these two brothers has paid out $20,000 towards mom's care, if they would have been able to take that out of her estate and pay it from her estate, mom wouldn't have had to have gone through probate. Oh, right. Wow. And so, but now the brothers are in a position where they've paid the 20000 each from their own funds. Um, and 
mom has more than the the limit, so she's her estate's going to have to go through probate when she passes. And again, there's no there's no will, so it'll have to be one of those intestate probates, and everybody's going to get their third each or each. Assuming there's only three kids now with the two brothers and the sister, everybody will get their third. This is one of those situations where all of a sudden the possible pool for that the brothers would be able to pay themselves back from is just getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Paying for a guardianship, paying for the 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 probate when you don't have a will, um, assuming that there are no more no more medical bills that are coming down that'll have to be paid after mom passes away. So. This is one of those situations where, you know, you hope they'll be able to pay themselves back from the inheritance. But, man, I tell you, this is it's one of those situations where, yeah, I just really don't don't know if that's going to be a possibility. Mm-hmm. So we talked about how bad probate can get again. And, and you know, we talk about this show on the show all the time, um, how important it is to your loved ones to try your best to avoid probate after you pass. And you'll get a lot of conflicting information from from different uh, from different sources, different legal sources out there about probate and whether or not you should do it or not. And and my take on this is that most of the time when people leave an estate planning attorney's office, they think that the money that they just spent means that if somebody passes or if somebody ends up getting sick and needing help, that the the road will be paved and everything will be smooth for them to just be able to take care of everything. Most of them don't think that they paid all of this money and now they're going to have to go through probate too. So I think that a good estate plan is one that helps people avoid these types of things and makes things as easy as possible on the surviving spouse, makes things as easy as possible on the kids. And the way to do that, and we talk about this all the time too, is by setting yourself up a, a you know a good revocable living trust, that kind of thing. But that's that's a different topic for a different show. Okay. Um, so we're talking about the brothers. We're talking about this inheritance, whether or not they'll be able to get any of it. And you know, it's you know, unfortunately, the brothers might just have to walk away from this. They might just mm-hmm. have to walk away in the end, realize that they spent about one hundred twenty or they spent twenty thousand dollars each. On mom's care without any kind of, um, and then that's just something that they're not going to recoup. Um, now, the conservatorship, mm-hmm. they would, if they went forward with that, yep. they would have to pay for that as well, correct? Yes. That wouldn't come out of the estate, um, or would it? it? No, potentially it would come out of the estate in the end. Oh, okay. So if, if mom was found, if mom was adjudicated incapacitated, so if the judge came along and said mom is incapacitated, the brothers should take over, then at that point you can ask the court to pay for those for those bills. But we're assuming that so that that, that conservatorship process is going to take, let's say, a year to go through, especially if sister's fighting it, is mom going to last that long? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so if you start this conservatorship process and now you're plunking down $10,000 and you get halfway through and mom passes, you're kind of in the same boat you're already in. And so unfortunately... And you hate to talk about these situations like like they're just numbers, but at some point you do have to kind of look at them as numbers and cut your losses when you can. It's this situation that, you know, you need to know more about about uh, kind of what mom's physical situation was like, what her health was like, um, what the doctors were saying and, and that kind of stuff. But it's all of this, again, could have been avoided if mom just would have had her legal documents in order, like we were talking about, if 
if they would have had powers of attorney over mom, then the brothers could have just used her money. Mom would have been under the $100,000 limit. Nobody would have had to have gone through probate. They could have just split up the assets when mom passed. Everybody would have been just fine. But now, because of all of this, you've got a horrible mess. The brothers are probably, more than likely, the brothers are going to be put in a position where that $20,000 they each gave her is just out the window. And they're going to end up fighting their sister in either a conservatorship or a probate. And so, again, avoid this, right? <laughs> don't, yeah. don't put your family in this situation. Contact me. Contact Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. This is a really... This is an easy thing to avoid if you just come and talk to a good attorney about how you can set things up or set things up differently if you already have a plan in place. You call 360-746-7169. We're happy, more than happy to get you in and talk about these situations. That's right. Or safeharborlegal.com is the website, uh, Safe Harbor Legal Solutions and Phil George. And uh, another way is to attend uh, one of your seminars. And there's one coming up. We'll have more on that in just a moment Mm -hmm. here on the Aging Hour. Thanks for joining us. Joe T. and in for Bill Davis this afternoon. And back with uh, more with Phil George in just a moment. Any and all information provided by the This radio program is for general information and entertainment purposes and is not intended to give legal advice. Listening or interacting with this radio program does not create an attorney-client relationship, and any information sent to this radio program may not be constituted as attorney-client privilege. It is important that you seek counsel and discuss your case with a competent attorney. Review your local state bar for information on each attorney you hire. Isn't it finally time to get your affairs in order? You've been putting it off and putting it off, but did you know more than 70% of retirement plans fail when families need them most? Don't let your family be one of the 70%. Let Safe Harbor Legal Solutions help. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will show you how to give yourself the best possible chance at a dignified retirement and the best possible chance for peace of mind for your whole family. That means no running out of money from uncovered long-term care costs or extravagant death taxes. No being forced out of your home against your wishes and never becoming a burden on your loved ones. Don't let a lack of planning spoil your retirement or your family's future. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you won't have to worry about being one of the 70% that fail. Let the folks at Safe Harbor Legal Solutions show you how to set your family up for success. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. How confident are you in your estate plan? Confident enough to know you won't run out of money from uncovered long-term care costs? Confident enough to know you won't be forced out of your home against your wishes? Confident enough to know you'll never become a burden on your loved ones? If you aren't 100% confident in your estate plan, it's not the plan for you. Don't risk it and don't wait until it's too late. Let Safe Harbor Legal Solutions help. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will make sure you can lead a dignified retirement and offer your family peace of mind. So you'll never have to worry about exorbitant expenses, being forced from your home, or becoming a burden. And if you don't have an estate plan yet, the attorneys at Safe Harbor Legal Solutions are there to guide you. Put your plan in place today so you can prepare yourself and your family for the future, no matter what it holds. Safe Harbor Legal will show you exactly how to set your family up for success. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. Did you know that if you have a will, your spouse will probably have to take your estate through probate after you die? That's right. A will is designed to take your estate through probate. 
That means your spouse will be responsible for paying your final tab after you pass. Probates are usually a minimum of $5,000 and take at least six months to complete. But we've all heard those horror stories about probates that cost way more and take way longer than that. If you want to learn how to avoid one of these fiascos when you or your spouse passes, then reach out to Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will guide you through a plan that reduces the risk of financial burden on the loved one you leave behind. Don't set your spouse up for failure. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you can keep your spouse from having to go through probate after you pass. Let Safe Harbor Legal Solutions show you how to set your family up for future success. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. Back on the Aging Hour, thanks for joining us here on this Saturday afternoon. Really important information, and thanks to Phil George, our host. He's, uh, his agency is Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. You can find him at safeharborlegal.com online, 360-746-7169 is the phone number. And uh, you can email questions in radio at safeharborlegal.com. And, Phil, mm-hmm. we've covered a lot of ground today. Oh, yeah, we've got, we've got a lot of good stuff today. And, you know, in hindsight, I probably should have turned those three questions. Each one of them could have been a whole show by itself. I'll but, say. Uh, so first we talked about whether or not that person should have been paying their sister's medical bills. And so the big takeaway there is that most of the time you are not responsible for a sibling's uh, bills unless you've co-signed a loan for them or you've agreed to take on the debt. Now, this is different for spouses, right? It's it's a different conversation. If you are married to somebody, then more than likely you're going to be assuming the debt that they have. But when we're talking about siblings, when we're talking about mom and dads or even kids, if the kids are over the age of 18, uh, then most of the time you're not assuming that debt. Uh, we also talked about who was going to inherit the home. Remember, this was the eldest brother who had two kids he adopted 20 years or more ago. And then he, he uh, divorced their mom. And now it looks like they're going to be inheriting his share of the home. And so, man, I tell you what, this is just one of those one of those stories that you, that you hate to hear. And so now uh, the property that three brothers went into and, and kind of were partners with is going to be uh, split uh, between now two brothers and uh, the, <laughs> the, the, the kids of, of, uh, of the eldest brother's ex-wife. Yeah, wow. So, this is just awful. And so the final one we have is what to do if mom doesn't have a power of attorney. And so this is, this is just just tragic. So mom has $120,000. The brothers weren't able to go in and access her funds because she didn't have legal documents. They each paid about $20,000 on her behalf. If that would have come out of mom's estate, then you know what? Mom wouldn't have had to have gone through probate when mom passes. So because of the way they handled this, they kind of put themselves in a position where they're probably going to have to end up walking away from that $20,000 that they gave her. Um, and you just hope that the family survives it, right? You hope that family relationships can come out of the probate process on the other end unscathed. But I got to tell you, folks, in a situation like this, that's usually not what happens. Usually yeah. you're setting your family up for a really and, bad you know, time. And on that last one, if she had had a power of attorney yeah. or they had gotten, they could have used her money oh, to pay gosh. those bills that they had they exactly. had paid. Exactly. Yeah. It would have been such a, yeah, it's, and see, that's the problem. In all these situations, it's, it's such, it's such an, and it, truly, it's an easy fix uh, compared to the alternative, right? Compared to trying to f- uh, search for the adopted kids of your elder brother across, you know, nations or wherever the heck yeah. they are. You know, if you can set these things up ahead of time. And so this is, you know, we're going to be 
We're going to be in Linden. We're going to be talking about these things. And so I, I do these seminars periodically. Uh, I haven't been to Linden in about, it's been a little over a year now. And so we'll be back in Linden. We'll be there on April 1st, uh, 11 a.m. at the Inn in Linden off of 5th Street. Uh, and we'll be talking about all these things. We'll be talking about how to set your family up for success, how to put your family in a position to succeed if something ends up happening to you, because that's what people should truly be thinking about. How do I make sure that I don't end up becoming a burden on my family, either because they have to leave their jobs to take care of me or because all of a sudden now I put them in a position where they're going to have to pay for my care or they just start fighting like cats and dogs because I've given them this impossible mission of trying to figure out what to do if something happens. So come come to Linden. Uh, you can register today. It's a free seminar, 360-746-7169. Uh, you can uh, attend uh, either via Zoom or in person. Probably a better way to register is you can just go to my website. You can go to www.safeharborlegal.com. Uh, go to the Seminars tab, and you can just register right there. Uh, but there are limited seats, so I'd recommend you know register early. And I'm looking forward to seeing everybody in Linden out there so that we can talk about how you can actually avoid these types of things. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And uh, you do seminars for large groups as I well? Do. I do. And so this is something that uh, that I work with. You know, if if my mission is to make sure that I'm talking to as many people as possible about how to how to set your family up for success in retirement, um, then what I do is I do, I go out and I talk to different uh, labor unions. Uh, I talked to, um, I spent uh, a couple of, of days with the Bellingham Police Department. I've uh, talked to a couple of different churches in the area. I've done a couple of different fraternal orders, that type of thing, uh, where you go in and you just give people some really good information, answer questions about what legal documents do, what they can do, what they can't do, how to set yourself up for success. Um, you know, unfortunately, the, the, the facts are that even for people that have their legal documents set up here in the United States, more than 70% of those retirement plans fail when families need them the most. And, and they fail because people really aren't planning correctly. They're not thinking about it correctly. And so what we do at these seminars is we show you how to kind of conceptualize this planning a little bit differently, how to look at this planning as 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 a way to really achieve a goal. And that goal is to make sure you don't run out of money due to uncovered long-term care costs or you don't pay too much in death taxes. It's to make sure you're not forced out of your home and into a nursing home. And it's to make sure that you don't become that burden on your loved ones. And so, yeah, if you want to set your family up for success, you have to plan correctly. And that's what we're going to be talking about at the first uh, on the 1st of April in, in Linden. And so, like I said, safeharborlegal.com, go to the seminars tab, and we are happy to talk to you there. Uh, and yeah, we'll just have a, a good conversation. Will people have a chance to ask questions? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Uh, I love to have people ask questions. I uh, love for people to come in and, and uh, anything that's on your mind. Uh, I usually save questions till the end um, because that way, you know, the... Uh, the folks in Zoom can can uh, be part of that too. But uh, yeah, bring all your questions. It's a good chance to just come and meet me and uh, and uh, yeah, uh, it's it's going to be a great experience. So They're really get going on that road to planning. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, well, Phil, it's great to be with you, and yeah. I'm, I'm really glad that I had a chance to fill in for Bill this afternoon, Joe T, and in for Bill Davis, and, and uh, it gets me thinking, too, and gets yeah. the gears turning, and boy, what I, what, you know, I need to have some loose ends that I need to tie up. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so. Most of us do. Most of us do. And so, you know, the folks, I just want to thank you for joining us, and, you know, don't forget to tune in. 
Don't forget to tune in next Saturday. Uh, don't set your family up for failure. Something's going to happen to you. It's absolutely possible to set them up for success, and this show is a very good way to learn how to do that. Absolutely. It's the Aging Hour with uh, Phil George, our elder law attorney. And uh, once again, Safe Harbor Legal Solutions is his agency, and find him at safeharborlegal.com. And send your email questions in at radio at safeharborlegal.com. Phil, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it, Joe. Thank you.